liftoff and the clock has started. And welcome to That Pixel Life. This is episode 228, recording January 30th, 2023. My name is Zach Anderson, and this week we are going to talk a little Microsoft Developer Direct. Uh, we are going to have some trailer trash to pick our way through. I'm very excited to get to the what we've been playing, because guess what? We've been playing new games. It's been a while. And some spoiler zone question mark at the end to do that. I have with me, as always, Shannon. Is it Friday yet more? Yes. It's just already been one of those weeks. And uh, I'm ready for it to be Friday. Yeah. I know. Monday's got hands. I'm not <laughs> Monday did have hands. Uh, I don't know about your world, but it definitely had hands in mine. So, so, uh, so look, yesterday, um, I wake up and one of our cats is just walking around like walking into things downstairs wow. and i'm just uh -huh. like oh no like this is not a good start to the morning and no. i look down at him and like one of his eyes is like the normal color and the other eye is just like glossed like i mean it is like milky white like just not good yeah. and so uh we had to take him to the urgent care and um <clears throat> like or, you know the pet urgent care thing and uh basically he just I guess he like got into a fight with something outside um, and got his eye scratched and it got an infection. So I'm probably guessing raccoon. Um, so now we have, he's got a cone of shame and he's like, I mean, his name is Clydesdale, right? He's a big mm -hmm. fat cat. I mean, he's huge. I mean, he's like Maine Coon level, but not Maine Coon. Right. Yeah. Um, so, and he's super ornery um, and like trying to put a cone on him and then trying to get eye drops in his eye. Um, and then trying to give him medication, like this cat is like 10 dimensions of pissed off right now. Um, so he, he, he's a likes to fight cat. Uh huh. Yeah. He's a, uh, yeah, he's, he's got paws. Um, but yeah, so yeah, I mean, he's, it's, um, it's a two person effort to uh, get eye drops in his eyeball. Mm. Um, I've been scratched a lot. I'm ready for the seven days to be over so he can go back outside and I don't have to see him for a while because can, can I recommend bringing yeah. some PPE home? <laughs> I know. Oh, dude, let me tell you a story. Uh, maybe six or seven years ago, uh, I had a cat in the house and we were getting the house ready to be fumigated. So I needed to get all the cats in their cat carriers and get them out into the car so we could, you know, go to where we were going to be staying for the night. Um, so I get, the two cats in their carriers, no problem. The third one was a feral cat that we rescued that, you know, was in the house. But, you know, those feral instincts came out when it saw the cat carrier. It did not want to be in that thing. Right. So I get it in the corner and I got like a long sleeve sweater on. I got like a towel that I'm going to like, you know, place over the cat to kind of like guide him into like the thing. Right. And I got the cat carrier on the ground and I bend over to put the cat carrier down and I'm talking very softly to the kitty 
titties in the corner. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, this thing lunges right at my face, like with the speed of a cheetah, like gets both of its claws right underneath my cheeks on each side of my face. Ooh. And then pr- I proceeded to run around the house like one of those like National Lampoon skits where like an animal is stuck to the face and it looks like you know they got the stuffed animal and they're running around like oh my god um but it was a real cat this is like meet the (laughs) fockers level of yeah 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 it was uh it was ridiculous i finally got the cat off of my face and into the crate and then uh walked into the bathroom and proceeded to scream (laughs) the highest pitch scream i could as i looked at my face and just saw like these like claw marks that went from my cheeks like all the way down to like my chin i was like dang well uh i will tell you our other co-host justin california carter is going to have a field day cutting up everything you just said into sound bites because <laughs> there was a lot there to work with. There's a lot of meat on that bone. Yeah. <laughs> quite, quite the bit to work with, but you know, it's your boy. I'm excited. I am going to be coming to uh, California next month for a uh, Mr. Moore's bachelor party. Hell yeah. And then uh, actually, and then next weekend I'm actually going to Disneyland for Megan's brother's birthday. Hell yeah. So to California twice in a month. You get all the California and none of the taxes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I do I do very much relate to your cat struggles, Shannon. As someone who has had to take Oswald to the vet for checkups and shots, it is definitely a two-person job. I have been the person wearing oven mitts, uh, <laughs> holding Oswald while Megan holds the towel. And it's one of those where you try head first, that doesn't work. You try to mm. sneak him in butt first and he just knows and then that's when the kicking starts <laughs> and screaming and it's just once you get the cat in um it's a show i'll tell you my my worst cat story though was we also found a cat um his name was Severus, <laughs> but we named him teacup because he was so small and we took him to the vet and got him looked at because he was hit by a car and he had a bunch of shit wrong with him so they had him for like five days or something like that and when we got him back i was taking him home but he was all drugged up Mm -hmm. and uh i'm sitting there and i have the little carrier and i have him like facing me or whatever and i'm like stuck at this red light and he's like meowing and kind of walking around bumping into everything in the carry he turns around just liquid shits out of the crate all over my right arm. Oh, I like look down at my arm and I, mind you, it's summer in Arizona. Uh Uh, I do not have air conditioning in my car. I'm already waiting five minutes at this fucking light. And I'm like, dude. And that's when like the smell hits and I, my windows were already down, but I'm like dry heaving out the window. Luckily I was like five minutes away from home. But I was about ready to just open the passenger door and just push the carrier out and just go <laughs> home. Like, nope, we're done. <laughs> Find your way home, cat. Find your way home. Yeah. Best best wishes. Run and be free. <laughs> yes. Nature takes its course. <laughs> Damn. That's rough. Uh, and the fun thing is we all signed up for this. This is right. great. Yeah. I guess. Meanwhile, my cat we learned the hard way that she, you know, she was a feral kitten when I got her, 
and uh, a feral cat, she has remained. Like, <laughs> she wants to be outside. And uh, we discovered this through many years of being stuck in an apartment with her where she just would not use the litter box. Just <laughs> She was a firm believer in fuck your couch uh, philosophies. <laughs> and uh, she was just really mad that she couldn't get outside. As soon as we got into a house where we let her run in the backyard, she was fine. Great cat. Kills all the mice. She's she's awesome. But uh, yeah. Yeah. Feral to the bone. That one. <laughs> the world is her bathroom, sir. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> <sighs> that one. But uh, yeah. Should we talk a little Microsoft Developer Direct? Sure. The event was held last week and it was kind of the first one they did where it wasn't like the, the E3 style presentation of, Hey, here's a bunch of trailers and hype men and all this type stuff. They kind of told, told everyone they were going to do four uh, behind the scenes looks at games. And they said what those games were going to be. It was going to be Redfall and Forza and Microsoft legends and elder scrolls, I think was the last one they said they were going to do. And, and then that was the show. They had uh, people from, you know, studio heads and all that stuff talking about the, what they were doing and how it was coming along. And they kind of, the last thing for all these projects was like, Oh, and here's the release date. And so the first one coming up is Minecraft legends, which is getting an April 18th release date. And then uh, I believe after that, it was Elder Scrolls, which um, I think their new big new expansion. But the big thing about that is they're coming out with a new class, which apparently is a big deal in the Elder Scrolls world. Um, I don't know because I don't play. Uh, And then Redfall is dropping in May. Second May second is Redfall, and then the uh, Forza. Which I mean, you ever have the like Gran Turismo always did this to me. I wish I was a car sim guy because that shit looks crazy. Like it looks amazing. They have so many like so much cool high tech crap happening in those Forza games, especially this one that they were showing now with like you know we're ray tracing all the light that's reflecting off the track and onto the surface of the car. And it was just like wild. It was just wild. Like the graphics that they were pumping out through this thing. And I know I just won't play it. Like I can get down with the Forza horizon cause it's pretty arcadey and I don't, I can just get behind the wheel of a car and go sweet. Awesome. Like, bro, I don't want to worry about tire pressure and, aerodynamics and all the, you know, like, I don't care. Just that that's not me. That's not my style of game. I know a lot of people that love that shit, but I'm not one of them. So that being said, it's on game pass. So I'll probably download it and go, wow, that's pretty. And then uninstall it. You know, it, it, it is what it is. Uh, Redfall. I don't know what that game is still. <laughs> Like they did a presentation of it. It kind of looks like Borderlands now where there's a big open world and you're picking up gear and guns off things and, and doing missions and getting side missions from people. And you can squad up 
to do missions. And people are like, oh, it's, it's, it looks really left for deadish, And it does. But I think it looks a lot more like Borderlands to me. Um, it's got the Arcane Studios thing where you absolutely can pick how you want to go through a mission with, you know, stealth or, or guns blazing or everything in between. Um, it's, I, I just don't know if it has an audience. I'm, I'm concerned. Cause like, I like arcade studios a lot, you know, pray rules the, uh, they make good stuff. It's just, I don't know. This one seems to be like, it might be a miss. And then lastly, though, the big surprise except it wasn't last in the, Oh wait, I didn't talk about Minecraft legends at all, which um, I got to say, looks like Sim city, but in Minecraft and also like an RTS, like you're battling bases as you're creating bases. And it looks something I could play with my kids. I think it might get them into that kind of like how, you know, Minecraft dungeons was like my first Diablo. This looks kind of like my first RTS in a lot of ways. So that was interesting to me. Um, but the uh, Tango Gameworks, known for Evil Within and Evil Within 2. Uh, actually, you should look at the trailer for this game because they it does that, which is really funny. It's like, from the studio, that brought you the Evil Within. And then in parentheses, it's like, no, seriously. Um, they dropped Hi-Fi Rush. And... I'm watching it going like, this looks awesome. Like how have they never heard of this? And then they shadow dropped it out today. And I downloaded it and we are going to talk about it later. Hell of a surprise that game in a lot of ways. Like no one even heard of it. No one knew Tango Gameworks was making it. Um, and then they drop it like a done product right there. And I wanted to throw this by you guys. If you've got a subscription service, the way Microsoft does now with Game Pass, doesn't it make a lot of sense to not have the traditional huge build-up cycle for games? Just to do the, yep, it's done, here it is, play it. Seems like it makes a lot more sense in a subscription-based model than it does in a traditional model. Uh, go ahead, Justin, why don't you go first? Yeah, I was just going to say, I saw something on Twitter, someone was talking about that and about how that would make more sense because then that way you're more inclined to keep your subscription because then you're not knowing. It's almost like a, I guess, like a loot box in a way or whatever. You don't know what you're going to get, you know, something yeah. cool might yeah, drop. Yeah. Whereas if you know for certain that it's like, oh, you know, I can kind of look at the forecast for what's coming out on Game Pass this month nothing's really interesting me like whatever i'm just gonna drop it for a month or two until whatever i'm looking forward to comes out but by having surprise stuff frequently kind of come out you know you're more inclined to oh well you know it's only the 9.99 or like whatever a month to pay for it like some cool stuff this came out last month like maybe something cool will drop this month so might as well just keep it mm -hmm. i see i i think the holdup for doing it that way is there's probably something in there to drum up sales for the people who are, you know, selling, basically having Game Pass sell their, their game, right? So I think, 
you need to have a certain level of popularity to hit certain tiers. And I think Microsoft says, okay, like we'll help you get to those tiers. We'll, we'll, we'll bump up your sales by, you know, putting you on our platform and giving you a little bit of, uh, of advertising, something that you might not have gotten if you were a smaller, you know, shop, you know, I think they just kind of keep that platform across all developers um, and publishers. So, you know, they keep the playing field a little equal. Um, so I think they're just doing that to kind of, I think, drum up hype um, and excitement for for these developers. Uh, and I, I think it helps. Um, I like that model. But I could see how it could, you know, keep people guessing, you know, keep them on their toes. But I don't know. That's just me. Well, and I think you bring up a good point, Shannon, for, for companies that Game Pass is just one arm of their sales plan. You know, like Hi-Fi Rush sold was was like a top five seller on Steam when they dropped it, which I don't think they were planning on, but there it was. And I don't know, like it, for, it makes a lot more sense. I'm thinking in the first party sense or the or the Microsoft funded sense, it makes a lot. It, it, it seems like a good business strategy to just be like, yeah, it comes out next week versus it comes out next year. Um. I don't know. It just seems like, like Justin was saying, it's a smart way to keep people engaged. Cause I'll be honest, if Hi-Fi Rush didn't come out, what the hell am I going to play on game pass right now for a long time? Yeah. I'll probably get Minecraft in April, but there's two months between here and there, you know? So. I mean, I'm pretty sure that there are going to be something that's going to come out that you're going to want to play or, you know, I mean, but that's the thing is if I kind of fall into that area, right? Like there are times where I just want to play something new and like, you know, the games that are out, like aren't really scratching the itch for me. Like, you know, uh, you know, and then you just, you just want to click on something. So like there's that whole smorgasbord of games that are there that you can download that are free at no cost to you. And you can try and and find some, find a a diamond Mm. in the rough. Um, you know, so I guess, you know, if you fall into that area where you're just bored with what you're playing and you don't know what you're going to use, I'm pretty sure whoever has that subscription and really wants to play a game is just going to click on something and explore. You know, uh, I think that's what sure. that model is there for. I mean, you know, just go out there and, and there, there's no there's no penalty to exploring all of these games. Um, so, you know, I mean, it's a bummer that there's nothing nothing major but i mean microsoft's got to do something right i mean like this is what the third year now that they haven't really come out with like first party titles to their to their to their platform and to their system and that was buying all these studios but i think that was but i think that was the whole point of this developer direct was like hey these are five pretty solid titles that are coming out in the first six months of the year you know, and, they, and they've got them staged where it's essentially one a month, you know? And I mean, we talk, we were talking before the show, none of us are Elder Scrolls Online people, which doesn't make any sense for me the way Justin owns 12 different versions of Skyrim. But mm-hmm. that's one of those like super quietly people, they have 20 million people playing it. So like that's a big deal for a lot of people. Minecraft is going to be a big deal. Like in this house, Redfall 
say what you want about it, but it's highly anticipated. I think, I think there's a lot of people that just want to get their hands on it and see what the hell it is. And then Forza is a big car game. Like it'll probably be the best car simulator in years, you know? And, and, and you know what, if that holds true and all those make their release dates in the next six months, that's more than their entire output last year. Mm-hmm. So, well, I mean, it's, it's hard to beat. I zero. hope, I hope there's a, they have a lot more than that. <laughs> <laughs> right, fair, fair. Uh, <laughs> uh, you will... can almost say that's more than their entire output in the last two years. So <laughs> yes. Dude, I will say, I think them buying Microsoft was honestly like one of the smartest financial decisions on Microsoft's part that they like in terms of like, it seemed like a lot of money at the time, but the fact that they've not only continued to update actual Minecraft, oh, Bethesda, but they've... you mean buying Bethesda? Yes. Well, Bethesda yeah. and Microsoft, uh, or not Microsoft. You said buying Mi- Minecraft. Microsoft. I'm that trying. Like, yeah. yeah. I was pulling a Justin. Oh, Jordan Minecraft. Yeah. Yes, I was trying to say Minecraft, but apparently gotcha. was having a stroke. But yes, <laughs> no, them buying Minecraft was the best financial. The fact that they've continuously updated it, but also developed these other franchises using that IP and stuff to pump out more money and still keep uh, it so relevant. Cool. Yeah, I mean, I would say that, I mean, it's a smart move. Um and you're you're branching out in a way that is comfortable to people, but it's giving them new genres to explore and try. Um, so kudos to them. Do you think this is a strong showing for Microsoft? I do. I mean, it's not as strong as it, it could be, but it, like when I heard Forza, I got really excited, and then I saw it was Motorsport, and it wasn't Horizon. I was like, oh, man, like out of all the stuff they showed. Uh, I mean, hi-fi was probably like the thing that I guess was the most exciting to me out of that. But I don't know. I guess it's like, like Redfall could be cool. Like I would probably check Redfall out with you guys. Like if I didn't have you guys to play it with, I probably wouldn't play Redfall. Um, but just because I liked the experience of, you know, back for blood with you guys, like whatever, it's like, I'd be willing to at least check it out. Mm-hmm. which is yeah, more than I, I can I, say for some of the other games yeah I think that would be a good game to, to try out um, I mean that's the only one that really stuck out to me that I wanted to play so you know mm-hmm. I don't know I don't I don't think it was that good of a showing I don't I still think that I'm I'm still concerned right like Microsoft bought all of these like big publication houses developers whatever you want to call them and like these are the games that they're you know kind of touting are coming out like first like you know i I would kind of like to see more about, um, you know, some of the other like big bangers that they had. Didn't, I mean, like Starfall, like, I mean, isn't that supposed to come out this year? Uh, like, Star, or was it Star, Starfield? It, it, Starfall? It, Starfield. It, it is. And they're supposed to have, it's supposed to have its own direct okay. soon. All right. So they, that's going to be its own thing. But right. I'll be honest, like, you're, you're right. Like, there's no like, huge known name mark. There's no gears. There's no halo. There's nothing on that like level in this direct, but what they did do is drop a legit game of the year contender in my mind in hi-fi rush. 
Like that game is fucking rad. Like it's really good. And that is what they need. They need great games that are new IP that no one's heard of. They need that more than anything, more than they need another gears. You know, they need to, they need to reestablish themselves as a place where people can launch IP like first and foremost. Man, as true as that is, it's like, I do really want another Gears. I really liked <laughs> Gears 5. And I'm like, <laughs> Yeah, I want another Halo. Justin, you're part of the problem. <laughs> I know. I know. It's a double-edged sword. Shit, I, Microsoft see, I'll play both. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, that's depressing. Did you see that Microsoft is totally going to uh, take Halo away from 343? Ooh no! That's the big rumor right now. Yeah, but didn't three four three buy it? No, 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 no. Microsoft owns three four three. Microsoft oh, owns okay. Halo. Uh, mm. No, I, I see. That's the the thing. No one has drawn a line to that. I think is a really clear, obvious thing. That's part of the reason you buy Activision. Guess what? Activision has a lot of. Studios that make great first-person shooters. Guess what Microsoft needs? A studio that makes great first-person shooters. <laughs> like It seems real obvious to me that Microsoft's just going to be like, Hey, uh, Treyarch? Hey, Treyarch? Now that, now that you're a Microsoft studio, how about, uh, how about you go ahead and make Halo? How about, how about you do that now? I, I can see that easy. If, but no one, no one seems to think that's something that's going to happen. Mm, I don't know. We'll see. I'm just throwing we'll it out there. Only time will tell. I mean, someone's got to do All something right. with it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see how it plays out. Yeah, I mean, Infinite was Infinite was great, and then they didn't release anything for it, and it stopped being great. Like, I don't get it, but you know, here we are. Well, Shannon, would you like to do the honors and take us to the trailer park? Well, come over here, boys, and let me tell you a little story. You can take the trash out of the trailer, but you can't take the trailer out of the trash. And this week, we got a couple pieces of trash that I want to talk to you about. (laughs) While I was watching a horrible football game... Yeah. While I was watching a horrible football game this week, while my dreams were being dashed on the shores, I got to see the new Mario trailer. And this time we get to hear Donkey Kong's voice, voiced by Seth Rogen. What did you guys think of Donkey Kong's voice and that trailer in general? Um I I is it wrong that I kind of hate myself that I thought Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong kind of ruled like it totally worked. I I'm not going to lie. Donkey Kong is a pot smoking hippie in my mind. So like Seth Rogen voicing him is the correct choice is the only choice. I mean, I thought he did a good job. I'm uh, I also thought it was a bold move that he just murders Mario in their fight. He's like, <laughs> now you die. And then just punches this. I've seen lots of memes on Twitter of them uh, green screening Donkey Kong out and putting him into different things of him punching things. (laughs) (laughs) 
it's fine. Very They're just going to retcon it. He's going to beat the piss out of him. Mario's going to die. You're going to see like a little mushroom up in the corner go from like three to two. And then he's going to get back up and he's going to fight again. And it, everybody's going to laugh and chuckle. And then, yeah, it's like it, it's just going to be part of that zeitgeist. Uh, Toe's just going to break a chunk of his head off, shove it in Mario's <laughs> mouth. He's like, dude, wow! that's getting creepy. <laughs> That, no, you can't like you can't do that. Like the the toads are not edible, bro. Like you cannot just like rip off a piece of the toad and eat it. A brand new, it's a brand new cannon, Shannon. It's a brand new yeah. Nintendo. Brand new... Nintendo is not going to allow a, like cannibal cannibalism of their of their properties. They see how good Last of Us is doing. Come on, <laughs> mushrooms are in right now. Plus, Shannon, it's just a hat. <laughs> A cap, I if need you to, will. No, I need to. I need to see these dudes' heads, and like, I need to. I need to see the creepy ass drawings of what this dude's head looks like inside the hat. They look like the fucking Doug Trio Pokemon <laughs> underneath the hat, you know? Like, I don't. I forget who it was that put it in our Discord group of like the cars, like schematics, like the internal workings of like the cars. Yeah. <laughs> that, that was like nightmare fuel for like a month for me. Like I can only imagine what the uh, what Toad's inner workings look like. I haven't well, seen. The... Oh god! Oh no! I was just gonna say I haven't seen the Cars one, but I've seen the Thomas the Tank Engine one where it's his head and then the little body <laughs> in the train. <laughs> uh, my my whole thing with the Cars universe that always bothered me is there's a there's a Pope mobile, right? Uh, yeah. And so that means there's like Catholic cars. So at some point, someone nailed a car to a tree. <laughs> right? Like, that's, that's all I'm saying. Like, at some point in cars history, there's a crucified automobile. I just, which seems, uh, damn. I'm kind of wondering about the, like, the mechanics of that not to use a pun but uh dude it'd be I mean, yeah. oh go ahead shannon i was just gonna say it, it does you know there is a lot to to unpack there i mean like cars don't have hands so you know how do you get them up there you know do cars evolve like I mean like were there like i mean what were early cars looking like i mean like that's a whole nother package to yeah. un pack i mean i i like that i like we're keeping the puns and going with unpacking cars and stuff yes like let's keep this going this is good this is good yeah i think it'd be pretty great if in cars 4 there was like a the, the president car was basically jfk and it was a corvette and someone blows his tire out on the road no it's a, Lincoln, it's a lincoln continental that someone like shoots the the roof off of you know yeah it's, and he, like swerves getting all over the road. Cars, getting getting dark with cars for. I guess you figure everybody's grown up now, so they want the more, they want the grittier cars universe. Dark with cars four, cars three. The trailer is Lightning McQueen fucking dying. Like that was the trailer for Cars three. Like they got dark. I'm just walking down that road that they laid out. To keep another car metaphor going. Yeah, yeah, you know what? Like, yeah, it's 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 a sports injury that a, a career-ending sports injury that Lightning McQueen gets in Cars Three, and like in Cars Four, we're just gonna go to car assassination and <laughs> uh, 
other other odd deaths that we can think the of. The only logical conclusion. You know? I mean. Yeah. Hmm. Great. <laughs> Mater playing a banjo. Yeah, I know. Like we need a little Mater deliverance in the in, in yeah. the Cars universe. <laughs> Wow, that so, that was a hard divergence from Mario <laughs> trailer. Wow. All right. Anyway. Okay. Anyway, so uh, I think we've pretty much summed up the Mario trailer. We're all excited for it. We think they're making some good choices. I don't think they're making good choices with Chris Pratt being the voice of Mario. I'm sorry, but like when he grabs that cat suit and everybody laughs at him and he goes, "Meow," uh, I was just out. And I was like, "Nope," took me out, took me out of the whole thing. Made me chuckle. Yeah. Uh, it. <laughs> I laughed. I'll admit, I laughed. The the thing I will say about that movie that I've said right from the first teaser, the fucking animation looks so good. Like the animation of that movie looks amazing. It does. It does. I mean, it's it's on point. I like it. I like the how like Toad and Princess are actually panicked and like what is what's the uh, old Donkey Kong guy, uh, King Kong the the king of the kongs he's like yeah he's in the back and he just like basically like he's like well well this is over and he opens up like a banana and just like starts eating it like it's nothing but you know it's good he's king kong yes king kong yeah i get it king kong yeah (laughs) it's great yeah anyway moving on uh the other trailer that we saw during this horrible football game that i was watching was Cocaine Bear got a brand new trailer. Uh, this uh, time, uh, wait, wait, wait! You you forgot the proper uh, title. It's that Pixel Life's movie of the year, Cocaine Bear. <laughs> the I holy believe- shit! I am in day one. Mfers, that movie looks awesome in all the dumbest ways. I'm just glad that I have more. <laughs> okay, not that I needed more context, but I have more context for like this actual like setup. That there's actually, you know, aside from Ray Liotta, you know, acting his ass off in this movie and tuning up all the scenery that he can. Um, mm-hmm. There are other people in here that are actually like, you know, Ice Cube's son is in here, like doing his thing. He seems like he's got an integral part of it. This movie is bananas and i'm all for it and i'm surprised it's getting a theatrical release so i'm all i'm here my body is ready i will watch it with you zach hell yeah how about you justin are you are you in on this are you are you hyped for cocaine bear i don't know if i'm as hyped as you i'm definitely gonna watch it i don't know if it's one that i'm going to go see in theaters but uh you know, somewhere on a hard drive, there might be Cocaine Bear with some Korean subtitles. Let me Wait, just tell you that. Hold on. <laughs> hold on. Shannon, this man we co-host with, mm-hmm. should we create a list of the bullshit he has watched in movie theaters? Paid hard-earned currency, USD dollars to go see in movie theaters. And he will look me dead in the eyes and be like, eh, this fucking rad movie about a bear that eats a bunch of cocaine and mauls the shit out of people. Maybe I'm out. I don't know. Okay, what's, I'm, what's, sorry there's, I'm sorry there's not old naked people in it, Justin. 
to get you into a movie theater. Okay, A, I knew nothing about Barbarian when I went to go see it, okay? Believe me, if I'd have known that that's what Barbarian was, that would have gotten down. You would have gone to see it. Yeah, yeah. I would have, I would have paid twice. <laughs> Bought both seats next to me. Fine, I'll go see it in theaters just so... I'll have to go opening weekend so we can talk about it because otherwise, last thing I want, you know, it's January. I don't want to be getting shit on for the next 11 months for Cocaine Bear of all things. Oh, man, dude, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be so good. I mean, you got to see, you got to see it. I mean, you got to see, I mean, you, I mean, you know more about, you knew more about the based on the true events portion of this movie than either of us did yeah you knew like based on a true story about a bear that ate a lot of cocaine and died an hour later yes and the movie as you said is 90 minutes long it's an hour and 35 minutes so i mean it's gonna be true to life experience right like you're i mean you're gonna get to live that whole hour with maybe like an extra little bit of exposition through the whole thing so i mean it's gonna be a banger right off the bat let's be honest that's probably 35 minutes too long but (laughs) i'm here for it I am here for it. Especially since the bear probably just died of a heart attack. Like nobody actually like really killed him. He just fucked up a bunch of shit and then died. Yeah. <laughs> so there's like, you know, there's really no like hero of this story. <laughs> oh man. But I mean, um, also I heard this week that Pixar is coming up with a new short um, for um, their critically acclaimed movie up. Um, that is going to chronicle the what? What's the dude's name? The the old grumpy man from from Up. What was his name? I was gonna say. Oh. I was like Doug, but I think isn't that the dog? No, Doug's the dog. Um, <laughs> Eustace. <laughs> God damn it! What? Anyways. Anyway, homeboy is uh they're gonna they're gonna come up with a short series based off of him, and it's just gonna be him going out on dates. Um, now that you know he's gotten over his uh, wife uh, passing. Um, Ed. I mean, Ed. Yeah, Ed. That's what it is. That's no. What it is, Ed. No. I think that's the no. actor who played him. <laughs> well, he's dead too. But Ed, Ed Asner. Ed Asner is the guy that played him. Yeah. Russell? No, Russell's the kid. <laughs> I think every character just, except the main IMDb this shit? I don't just... want to shit. Like, this is... iPhones have ruined bar conversation, okay? Yeah. Like, no one just argues stats anymore. Everyone's like, well, let me look that shit up. And it's like, no! Like, let's have fun. Let's try to figure it Carl. out. Carl. What is it? Good Carl. Old, good old Carl. I don't want to watch Carl go out on dates. The whole point was he misses his wife. Like <laughs> I know, right? I hope I hope the name of the animated short is called Swipe Left. <laughs> I was gonna say, I mean, like, is is this picking up like right after the events of Up? Because I mean, honestly, I think Carl should have been dead by now. Anyway, right? It's been long enough, like you know, canonically. And we are <laughs> just in the fucking swamp of sorrow when it comes to Pixar right now. Dude, Jesus. Pixar hasn't put out anything good in a while, and I think they're trying to, you know, try to find their back to that that form that you know made them top their computer animation. Well, they gotta stop doing fucking sequels. Like that's the thing. Strange World wasn't a sequel; it was just a bad movie. That wasn't Pixar, was it? 
Yeah, it yeah, was. It was? <laughs> it was? Yeah. I, thought yeah. That was Disney, I thought that was Disney animation. Mm, no? no, I'm pretty sure Strange World is Pixar. I, I believe you guys. I didn't see it. I won't know. But, um, like, Luca was great. I like Luca. I don't know. I just know they haven't been. <laughs> looking at you with crazy. I just know it hasn't been. that. I guess... To Shannon's point, they need to return back to making you feel like shit halfway throughout the movie for it to be a real Pixar movie. Or right in the beginning. Like yeah, that. either just, or. Just kick you right in the nuts, you know? Like... <laughs> Shannon's uh, over here on IMDb looking up Strange World. Yeah, Str- yeah, Strange World was a Disney animated movie. Uh, it was not Pixar. Thank so you. So I think you, you are correct, Zach. Your bar knowledge still stands <laughs> Your bar knowledge. Everybody gets so, one. So I guess the last Pixar movie was Lightyear? Oh, uh, that's right. Lightyear. Yeah. Which I didn't see. Shannon um, regrets I did, seeing. And I did, and yeah, I regret it. Her, Turning Red was good. I like Turning Red. What? I thought Turning Red was all right. It was kind of funny. Zach, how do you expect Shannon to relate to the problems of a 13-year-old girl? <laughs> I... Okay, valid, yes, but I know with a little thing called fucking empathy, Justin. Jesus Christ, empathy, um, empathy for Shannon ends at 9 p.m. (laughs) (laughs) Oh Uh, boy, but see, okay, you got Toy Story 4, right? Mm -hmm. I think, I think here they've got a little bit of Marvel's problem, okay, because it's like. You've got Finding Dory sequel, Cars 3 sequel, Coco, good one. Incredibles 2. Coco. Coco was good. Incredibles 2 sequel. Toy Story 4 sequel. And then you're in like phase four Pixar <laughs> to use the MCU here with Onward, Soul, Luca, Turning Red, and Lightyear. Like out of these, I would say like Soul's probably the best one. I'd agree. I would. And then like. Souls the Shang-Chi here. <laughs> you know? It is. On, onwards, probably the Eternals. Oh. You know? Onward was rough. Also a Chris Pratt joint, if I remember correctly. Yep. But, much like Eternals, I watched it once and never again. Yep. Yeah. We saw that on Disney Plus, and I looked at my wife and went, that's the right price for that. <laughs> so... Yeah, that was like right at the height of COVID when everybody was at home. They yep. were like, hey, we're going to drop this guy for you. It's, you're going to like this. I mean, everybody was like, no, no, we do not like this. Yeah, the world shut down March 13th. It's released March 6th. So, yep. yeah. Hmm. Um, But like Luca was decent. Luca was, was right. I mean, it was the Thor Love and Thunder, maybe, <laughs> you know, like there were good moments. <laughs> I I like keep keep doing this. I like I like your comparisons here. Like let's keep yeah let's keep turn, rolling. I I Lightyear Lightyear might have been a Doctor Strange, you know, mm. multiverse of madness level. You're not wrong. But what's the Black I, Panther? A turning red, I guess. God damn you! You had the thread and you lost it. Well, no. What's it? there's another prop? The turning red is like. The Hawkeye Disney Plus show. Okay. It's the Black right, Widow. Like, <laughs> no, it's better than Black Widow. It's better than Black Widow. Lightyear might be the Black Widow, actually. <laughs> uh, 
I, I, I would say, yeah, I'd put it there. I, I, you're not wrong. But yeah, their their next movie is supposedly called Elemental, which comes out in June 16th. Mm. So I don't know what that is. All right. Well, but, yeah, we'll have to find out. Wait and see. But we should we should totally make this chart because like, yeah, there's like 20 something movies and they totally have like the Infinity Gauntlet run here, starting with Toy Story all the way to what Toy Story 4. Mm-hmm. You know, Toy Story 4 being the end game of it all. And then it's just like, well, we don't know what to do now. You know, what if but. Pixar's next big, big movie after this elemental movie is like a Kingdom Hearts style movie with all of their properties? Oh, that's genius. Why haven't they done that? Holy shit. Print money. Like, just... I know, right? Fuck. <laughs> Why did I come up with Imagine that? like no, the toys the Toy Story toys doing where they're like driving the pizza truck, but they're in Lightning McQueen driving him around. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. No. Like what if like real Buzz Lightyear meets up with like toy Buzz Lightyear and then they have like this whole like sequence where like Tim Allen has to talk to what is it, Chris what's his name? Pratt? Oh. No. <laughs> Pratt. He's in everything now. <laughs> yeah, Chris Pratt. Just <laughs> Yeah. Okay, sure. Let's do Chris Pratt. No, it was uh, Chris Evans, right? Yeah, Chris Evans. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that'd be pretty good. I think I think that'd be a just a banger of a movie. And then they travel to Hercules Land because it's in every Kingdom Hearts. So <laughs> yeah. Um, and then Buzz Lightyear's driving like the jelly ship, you know? <sighs> yeah. Man, it's right. It's riding it, riding it for them. Like, get at us, Disney. We'll make millions. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. And we got to involve Square too, but it's fine. It's fine. Keyblades. You sell Keyblades by the millions in the parks. Oh, dude, yeah. You think about it. Just yeah, Square Enix would never make games anymore because they would just like siphon the teat off of like Disney and the money they're making off of those Look, movies. I'm not even kidding. You think you sell fucking lightsabers now for three hundred dollars a piece? Create your own Keyblade stations in Disney parks. Like, Dude, come just on. sell those robes of the heartless, like the ones that the like the the heartless wear like all the time. Those like dark ones that people can just be like all like emo and foreboding in, like listen to their like you emo music. And imagine just... like Hot Topic would just turn oh. into Nightmare Before Christmas and fucking Kingdom Hearts. Oh like God. that's all the store would be. The the boner that the owner of Hot Topic would have if that movie ever released it would just be astronomical. It would just be massive like he would just be shooting money out of it that's how excited he'd be disney get at us we are we are printing money over here jesus christ <sighs> now, i'm with shannon now i'm just frustrated because i want it like <laughs> it'd be good it's so good it this, would was decimate. The, this was the weirdest trailer trash <laughs> like man we went all over the place um this was the trashiest yeah like a tornado in a trailer park we went all over the place yeah this was the trashiest the trailer's ever been um (laughs) so should we talk a little what we've been playing because justin and i have been playing something before we do that okay four Okay. I saw on your feed that you actually got to pull the trigger on your birthday present this year. Yes. Is that true? 
It's true. It's coming this week, I think. I don't know. I'm, I haven't been... Steam is weird, but yes. Steam Deck inbound. So I am I am hype. Which one did you get? Uh, they ended up getting me the big one. Yeah. So... That so, is a hat, I guess, you know... No, nobody called me to to have me, you know, chip in. So I guess I'll just, you know, I'll buy you like a case or maybe a Steam gift card or something. If, cool. I, if you want to give me some Steam funds, I'm down with that. No. Heck yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, no. It's all of a sudden I've got I've got myself looking at my Steam library like, oh, this needs this needs updating. I need to dust this off a little bit. Um, but uh, you know what's automatically going on that thing justin a little game called loop hero dude right now that's what's up i'm hyped why and and also shannon a little power wash simulator because the laura croft dlc is coming out tomorrow baby so what is in the laura croft dlc or uh expansion Uh, for pressure washer you're basically power washing Croft Manor, um, <laughs> which is hilarious. And like inside and out. So there's like museum displays you got to clean and stuff. Okay. I'm going to stop you right there. Uh huh. Uh huh. There's only one question that I'm asking, and it is the most important question. Okay. Is the butler present and can you lock him in the freezer? I don't know. And I don't know. But <laughs> you bet, better believe I'll find out. <laughs> uh, but it is a free update if you own the game, so we can just download that. I'm nice. hyped. I'm hyped. But yes. I'm always hyped for more pressure washer. And apparently, it is Steam Deck verified as well. So, also so, okay. So, so your Steam Deck uh-huh. uh, coming, but for the Steam library, you have to make sure that the game is is. programmed for well they they basically have this thing that they run and it'll tell you if it's steam deck verified or not which basically means it runs right yeah correctly that it's been tested on the steam deck and that there's no issues or anything with it what is the current percentage of verified steam games for the steam deck it's i don't remember what it is currently but it was high like when they first Last time I saw it, it was it was like over seventy percent or something like that of games on Steam run on it. That's impressive. Yeah, I know a lot no. of your top top tier stuff won't, and like Destiny won't, hmm. and stuff like that because there's some anti- games that have this one type of anti cheat don't work, which Destiny has, um, stuff like that. But but then there's also a ton of forum threads where people will tell you all the nefarious ways to get around it. So I don't know. Yeah. I know Elden ring runs on it. Yep. Elden ring runs on it. Mm. I, that's going to be one. Uh, I probably grab on a sale because that's a way I can see me playing a lot of Elden ring. Actually. Midnight suns runs on it. Shannon. Yeah. Get that. that get that game. That's- I, I want to. I want to. So, yeah, I'm I'm hyped. That's awesome, dude. Well, yeah. happy early birthday. Thank you. Thank you. 
but yeah, um, get into what you've been playing. What game? What game did you and Justin play this week that you want to, you know, talk about? Well, we mentioned it earlier, but uh, Shannon, you need to play Hi-Fi Rush. Oh yeah, that game, that game fucking rules. It is one of those things where I downloaded it, fired it up on Saturday morning, cup of coffee in hand, kids on the couch next to me complaining that I'm taking the TV from them, <laughs> and within five minutes of that game starting. Both kids were locked in. They're like, sweet. What? What's next? What's happening? What are we doing now? Uh, it is like playing in anime in a lot of ways. Okay. And when it's not, it looks like Sunset Overdrive, if that's a touch point for you. Okay. And the playing, the whole, the whole gimmick of it is you got, you're a, you were trying to get a robot arm to like have a career. Your iPod falls on your chest when you're getting your arm put on and it gets implanted in your chest, but which makes you a defect. So this company's trying to destroy you now because you're a defect, but the music player in your chest allows you to like feel the rhythm of the world around you. And you are fighting your way out of this massive corporation city to try to like get away. Essentially that, that's the point of the game. Initially is you're trying to escape and uh, you have your combat and the combat is based on the rhythm of the world around you. So you like attack on the beat and you get more powerful attacks. You can, you can attack however you want, but if you time your attacks to the beat, they're way more powerful. Um, you get a light hat attack, a heavy attack. You can you collect uh, gears to unlock more combos. The game itself is very old school in that regard. It's you know it's almost like a ratchet and clank. Like go to you're at point A, go to point B, fight a boss, keep going. But the gameplay loop is incredibly fun. The combat just fucking rules. The look of it is rad as hell. It dips in and out of the animated to the fight to the animated so smooth. And it's like pretty seamless. And the character, like your main character, Chai, is actually super likable and fun. His, uh, you get, you pick up a, a buddy that's helping you and like doing upgrades called Peppermint. And she's super fun. And she, joined you in missions initially through a robot cat called 808 that hovers next to you and kind of visually does the beat for you. And I have to say the accessibility of this game is awesome. They put a ton of work into, Hey, do you suck at rhythm games? Let's help you. Like you can even have a uh, note map go across the screen if you want to help you time your button presses. If you just can't get it, uh, it's, it's awesome. Like it's so good. And it's such a surprise. Cause when I the trailer initially in that, my direct, oh, that looks kind of cute. I don't know. Like, sure. It's free on game pass. I'll give it a shot just to see what it is. Uh, maybe talk about it on the show within an hour. Like, uh, Justin has said earlier, I think it was maybe before we were recording, he got through the first boss. And like, by the time I was in the first boss, I was in 
Like, yes, give me more of this. Uh, the boss fights have, uh, like, the first boss fight is set to the song One Million by Nine Inch Nails, and it pops up on the screen like it's an MTV music video, like the track and the artist and all that. And it it's awesome. Like, you fight to that song, and it, your attacks are all in rhythm to that song, and they have a good amount of licensed tracks from people that are in it, and... It's uh, I'll let Justin talk. Cause I'm rambling, but it's it's fucking rad. Yeah, no, I Zach said he downloaded it and it was really cool and should check it out. So I was like, oh, fun. Like I booted up Game Pass and downloaded. It. I'm like, cool. You know, I'll check it out. And like he was saying, it's literally it's like Sunset Overdrive, Ratchet and Clank, and a lot of Beautiful Joe. I love Beautiful yeah. Joe, and it's very Beautiful Joe of. You fight the boss, and then afterwards, it's like, you know, you are at your little base area, and you can take all your gears and stuff you've collected and buy power-ups and upgrades and whatever between chapters. So I really like that. And something that it does that blew me away because it made me realize, why don't you see this more, is in the accessibility options, because it has the soundtrack, it had black keys, like Nine Inch yeah. Nails stuff, the soundtrack's a banger. But under the options, like when you're starting the game, it has streamer mode. So if you're streaming it, it will replace all the licensed music with like music that they've made or whatever. So you can actually play it on Twitch without getting like copyright, like copyright, like stricken and stuff. And I'm like, dude, why didn't Tony Hawk have this? Like that's that one genius. of the problems with the Tony Hawk games and why people yeah. have to stream it with no music. So then they're just playing in dead silence. And I'm like, dude, why didn't they just make music that you could turn on then so that you'd be allowed to play it like on stream and stuff. So when you're watching games done quick and like whatever, like they don't have to sit there and play it in silence so they don't get demonetized. So I thought that was really cool. And visually it's very pretty. I like the, it has very big comic book kind of aesthetics and stuff and effects. I suck at rhythm games. I do not have a rhythmic bone in my body. <laughs> and honestly, it isn't that, like, even if you go off rhythm and stuff, like, it's not really that big an issue. Like, you get more damage and points and stuff or whatever. Like, it does the Devil May Cry thing where when you're comboing and switching up, whatever, you get, like, scores and stuff in the top corner. Um... But if you go off rhythm, you're not really punished. It's not a huge deal. The part where it kind of punishes you for doing that is in the boss fight. There's certain parts where uh, the first boss, she has like big hands and you have to like hit the hands. And then once you damage one of her hands enough, you have to do a perfectly timed kind of hit the button at the right time combo to smack the hand like into her face or whatever and punch her. But if you fuck that up, it's like you blew your opportunity and then you kind of have to like go through it again and wait. So I did struggle a little bit there just because I fucked it up a couple times. And I'm like, dude, like on the last one or something, I like yeah. off rhythm and messed it up. And I'm like, dude, and then I had to do it again. But um, like it's really good about it's not like super hard. Like there's times where it's like I would get down to maybe like a third health or something. And then you like beat the shit out of a couple guys and get some more health and stuff. So I was never really like super. The only other part that I 
like I wish was a little better. I guess you just have to get used to it. But the jump kind of messed me up at first, and it's still kind of like you have a double jump, but your jump is very vertical. You do not have a lot of forward momentum with your jump. So there's parts where going forward, yes, yes, going forward with going forward and jumping with the floating platform stuff, I think is the hardest part. And even with the double jump that helps, so you're like, okay, I have more than enough room to land, but sometimes it's hard to also gauge where you're going to land and stuff. So there was a lot of times where it's like, I missed or didn't quite go far enough or whatever. Um, And the one thing I will also say to that is they don't punish you for missing. Like it's, it's one of those, you just pop right back up and you're, and you're good. Yeah. You do take a little bit of damage, but it's not, yeah, but it's, but, but it's not like you're sitting there waiting for a minute or a load screen or anything like that. Yeah. It's pretty quick. Uh, but I do, I really like the part when, uh, it went from being in the kind of third perspective, whatever to, there was a section of level where it was 2d. So it was like two and a half D. That like was you go, super cool. Yeah. yeah. And that was very beautiful. That was the part where I was like, oh, dude, this is like beautiful Joe. <laughs> like, I love this yeah. so much. Uh, but I definitely want to continue playing it. I'm playing it on, of course, my super fat old Xbox and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I can't download it. So I'm doing the cloud streaming. Runs oh, perfectly cool. fine. Like low times, like take no time at all. Like it takes a little bit of time launching the game. Mm-hmm. But one, like, it takes a couple minutes or whatever for it to go. But once it's going, it's, like, instant. I don't have any issues or anything with it. Oh, that's so it's pretty cool. Super cool. Yeah, I know. It's, uh, it's a special game. Like, it, it's one of those I I will not be shocked in the slightest if it's in the Game of the Year episode. Like, it's, it's just cool. And like I said in the beginning, it's rad to just watch. Like my kids are just locked in. They're watching the whole thing. Like they're they're just there's so much color and action and things happening on the screen that you just can't help but like I I mean sometimes myself I'll just stop and look at the city that I'm running around in and being like holy crap. But yeah, that that scene right in the beginning when you finally get out of the complex and you pop through the roof and land on the ceiling uh, or, or you pop through the ceiling and land on the roof and the whole vista of the cities in front. Of me, I was like, that is pure sunset overdrive. Yeah. Right there. Like, you're just <laughs> like, Oh, this could have been from sunset overdrive. Um, but yeah, Shannon, you should, you should get on that. It's rad. It's, it sounds interesting. Um, it, it does. It, is it kind of like a button masher as far as like the combat goes? Or, I mean, like, I know you say you like, you have to go by the beat, but like, are the beats, I mean, like, do you feel like Justin, like you're bad with rhythm games. So do you feel like you're just mashing the buttons in certain points? Do you feel like there's still a strategy to your combat? No, there's or... still a strategy and like it helped. That's one of the biggest things I think going for it too is like I've played Crypt of the Necrodancer and Cadence of Heart, whatever stuff that does like work with the rhythm and whatever. And I was never super good at those either. But the environmental storytelling of the beat, it's very easy to get on beat constantly. Even in combat, like enemies, the environment, like whatever, it's a constant thing that's not that hard. And once you kind of get 
like with your thumb and stuff the rhythm of hit you know it's like x x x y like so it's really easy and they do a lot of train like there's little robot things that you go uh, through or whatever smidge. yeah I love the smidge. smidge smidge the fridge yeah. and you you do the training and he like poops out a soda for you to drink um <laughs> Yeah, the, the, he's kind of like Jordan, you know, he craps out an energy drink and then he just like chugs <laughs> it and it heals his health. But uh, it's like it helps train you to kind of like get used to the rhythm and stuff. So it's not super hard to like get on there and like when it happens and stuff and you do a little special move and stuff where you like push in on the stick. So I think you would enjoy it. Like, I think it's fun. I don't think, like I said, it's not super intensive with the rhythm and stuff, but the soundtrack's a banger. It's visually appealing, you know, and it's free on Game Pass, so it gives you an excuse to, uh, you know, justify that whatever a month for Game Pass. Yeah, and, and to Justin's point, the world shows you the beat all the time. Like, yeah. the way the lights flash, the way... Thing you know, even elevators and lifts yeah. move to the beat. Like, yeah, platforms like constantly like do 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 like move with the beat and stuff, which I thought was really cool. like everything. When they say everything moves to the beat, everything literally moves to the beat. It's crazy. And like, and the the best tip I'll give you is hit your next attack when your first attack lands. So if you push X to do a light attack, and the second you see the graphic pop where it hit something hit x again and hit x again like and that's like the best way to stay on the beat because the time like that that gap in time is essentially the beat right there not in 90 percent of the game i found except for boss fights where it's a set to a song a specific song or something but yeah and audibly, they tell you when you are on beat. There's like a clap or like something. There's a sound effect that plays that lets you know that you're hitting the note on beat. And the you'll get like an audience reaction. Too. Yeah. Like all of a sudden, like crowd like will be whistling. Cheering. Yeah, because yeah. you're a rock star. Hmm. <sighs> okay. So, yes, that's Hi-Fi Rush. Highly, highly recommend it. It rules. I'm hoping to wrap it this week because I can't stop playing it. Um, and that would get me to the next game that Justin's that's sitting on my shelf waiting for me to beat Hi-Fi Rush. Uh, Justin, uh, how's Dead Space? Dude, I so funny enough, I really wanted to play Dead Space this weekend. I was going to go over to Shrimp Fried Matt's and play it. But unfortunately, Shrimp Fried Matt was sick this weekend and he was like, yeah, he called me Sunday morning. He's like, yeah, you guys can come over. He's like, but just like, you know, I kind of have a little bit of a headache. And I'm like, all right, cool. He's like, and my nose has been a little runny. And I was like, oh, you know, it happens. He's like, yeah, and been a little achy in the body. And I'm like, sound a lot like COVID. And I'm like, yeah. going to Disneyland <laughs> next week. I'm like, I really don't want to get fucking sick before I go to Disneyland. So I'm not going to be coming over. <laughs> so I don't want to get yeah. sick. Alright, alright. So I enough. didn't get to play it, unfortunately. Well, apparently Dead Space is going to have to wait till next week. Because I know Shannon didn't play that shit. Um, <laughs> I don't know. But it, I've seen nothing is, but great things about it, though. I know. The reviews have me so hyped. And I... That itself should be a sales pitch for Hi-Fi Rush. Because I have been so hyped for this game for so long. I have it. It's on my shelf. A disc is here. 
I just, I really want to play Hi-Fi Rush. I'm so in the zone that I know Dead Space isn't going anywhere. I'll get to it. It's getting great reviews, but yeah, it's killing me a little bit. Um, well, what have you been playing, Justin? Um, well, I've been playing, I know Shannon's been playing it too. I've been playing a lot of Fire Emblem. Uh, I am on chapter 16 on Fire Emblem. Uh, so I'm about, I think that's like two thirds of the way through. Cause I think it goes up to chapter like 24, 26, something like that. So I'm getting towards the end of the game. I think I have all the characters now. I'm not really sure, but I think I have like kind of my main party cause it's been, I was telling Shannon this before the podcast and stuff. It's like, I keep investing in these characters. I'm like, oh, you know, I really like this person and this person, whatever. I would use them in my party. And then every, like, other chapter or, like, couple chapters, they give you another group of, like, three characters to use. Which, you know, when you're playing on classic mode and stuff, that makes sense. Because if you lose characters, you know, it would make sense for them to keep giving you a bunch. Because if you're constantly losing them, you're like, you're, oh, you're going to need another Lance person. You're going to need another Axe person. You're going to need, like some of these people and if you like lose them and they're gone forever you know you're kind of screwing yourself later so they're trying to prevent that from happening but when you're playing on not classic mode where nobody dies like right now i currently have like 20 like something characters and so it's like oh okay well i like this person and da 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 but then i get this new person and i'm like comparing their stats between the person i have been using and I'm like, dude, their shit's just way better. Like, they have more health, they hit harder, their critical chance is way better. So I'm like, why the fuck am I not using them? So then I just abandoned the, I'm like, give your gear to this person, you're out. You're benched. I'm like, we got the new person now, and they're better. And then a couple chapters go by, and then I get a new Lance person. I'm like, all right, let's see what we're working with, and their stuff's better. I'm like, guess what? Go join first guy. You're out of here. So, but now it's like my whole class of people is like the advanced classes. There's like wolf riders and stuff, which is dope. I love the wolf rider people. Um, I have a lot of flyers now. I got like griffin riders and the like dragon riders and stuff. And magic still continues to be, I think, the best thing in the game. Like I just decimate with magic. And I finally got like a dancer person now, which the dancers I've never really used before in um previous fire emblem games just because they're not really combat they're more just support but dancers in this one are also like fighters they're like the combat like whatever steel punchers and then they also do the dancing but one of the emblem rings gives um the dancing ability to somebody so i don't even need a fucking dancer i have the dance ability attached to my mage guy who's on a horse who does cool shit so I'm like, oh, dragon person, melt your health bar, you're dead. Mage dude, run seven spaces ahead, dances. Dragon person can go again, so they get to fly seven spaces like forward and then attack again. So like with the two of them together, man, I can just like launch halfway across the board in like a couple turns. So, like, oh, I need to get to this guy and just like constantly just work my way forward. I'm like, you're running defense, you're running defense. We're just going to mainline you up stretch up there and you're just gonna go right for the general dude and start attacking um how how have you been playing at this show what do you where are you at in fire emblem 
uh, I'm in chapter seven, so I just got to the. Um, <clears throat> I think I just got to the, the kingdom of might. Okay. Uh, and we're doing the. We just got basically just had the whole like uh, other country wage war on basically everybody. Yeah. To steal the rings. Uh, so I fought the princesses, and um, now that's kind of died down. Um, I have my ring, uh, and I'm going to, you know, we're we're going to war with with that that other country. So um, I'm right now. I'm enjoying it. Like I tend to get suckered into a lot of like the secondary quests. Mm-hmm. Um, so I probably would be a lot farther if I didn't like every time I go back to like the hub world area where I can level my characters up and everything. Like when I go back, like there's always like, you know, two areas where you can go back to training missions or you can like try to get like the gold training missions. And like you were talking, what we were talking before the show. Um, and I always go back to those. Like I'm always like, you know, for a while there, I thought it was like if they popped up and you went back and you cleared them, that they would just disappear and stay gone until you like got further down the map and then they would repopulate. No, do you like, you can just like go back and every time you go back to your like little hub area, like you come back, there's like two more missions there. And so it's like, you can get sucked into that like loop of just like (laughs) do the two missions, go back to your place, power up and come back down and then do the two same two missions again. Um, So I'm trying to break that cycle and just like push forward with the story until it starts to become too like, you know, until I start to feel like I'm underpowered and then go back and start like hitting those guys. Uh, because like, I felt like, you know, we were talking last week, um, and you were like, you know, you'd already changed the classes of some of your characters. And I was like, I hadn't even seen, like, you know, I had just gotten like maybe one master seal. Like there was no like tutorial on how to upgrade your characters or anything like that. So I was just like, maybe I haven't progressed far enough in the story yet to where this is like a noticeable feature that is needed. Um, so you know, I still don't think I've gotten there yet. Like they haven't mentioned anything about leveling up or changing classes or anything with any of your characters. But like there was the feature to use a master seal. Um, so I changed uh, my, you know, the main character, my dragon child to a dragon, like a dragon master or dragon adult. And then I changed my um, one of my uh, knights to a uh, general. So, you know, I love knights. Like, they're just, they're just beasts, man. Like, nothing really messes with them with the exception of magic. Like, everything, they just they just tank everything. Like, everything's no damage or they miss or they block. And I'm just like, dude, like, just put this dude out there, like, all day. I'll just, like, throw him out to the wolves. Like, everybody just circles in on my fun trying to take that guy down. Like, and, you know, while everybody's distracted, like, everybody else on my team is just picking off, like, everybody around him. So... You know, it's um, I'm having fun, um, but I do want to get like further on in the game. Like, I think a lot of me was worried because you said 24 chapters and like when I started the game, like I was already in like chapter like eight and I was like, oh, man, like we're, I'm flying through this game. It's like way too fast and it's super short. I'm really worried. But then that was just like the prologue. And now like we're, I'm actually in like the actual game itself. I mean, I'm still in chapter seven, so I still feel like I'm going through it at a pretty healthy clip um but i'm hoping that those chapters get longer as the story gets more progressive uh and in depth so i'm all for it i'm, I'm loving it i'm gonna keep playing my 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 engage 
Yeah, I can't wait for you to uh, get to, I think it's chapter 9 or 10. Mm -hmm. Like, dude, those ones. A, that's when it starts getting brutal. <laughs> like, it starts getting, like, harder. But in a good mm -hmm. way. Like, it's fun. But, like, the story takes some, like, interesting twists there. And then you start to, um, once you get more of the emblem rings, you also start to unlock prologues for those rings. So... The max level, you know, your bond level goes up with the rings. The max level is 10. But um, well, after you hit 10, at a certain point, I don't know what triggers it, but it unlocks a, for the, each ring or whatever that you have or whatever, it slowly unlocks prologue levels. And by doing that level for that, you actually have to fight against the ring in those levels, whoever houses the ring. So like for um, Blythe or whatever, the three houses person, uh, you have to fight them, but what's cool is every prologue level is a level from the corresponding game. So Blythe is like a level straight out of like three houses, and like uh, certain ones are like from these other games. And so, so it's so cool to play those, and it's like, oh man, it's like a flash to the past of like a modern day version of this level from this Fire Emblem game. And those levels are fucking brutal. Like, some of them I haven't done yet because it tells you what they recommend. And it's like, oh, dude, this is, like, advanced class, like, level six, whatever. I'm like, <laughs> like no, I don't really want to do that, right? Because, dude, some of them hurt. And, like, Blythe was the hardest one that I identified. A, he has two red dots, which means he has three health bars. His move that he does attacks twice, and he can attack both close range and a space away. And whatever unit is within range is basically going to die. Unless you're chaining something to like block that hit to help absorb it. Whatever unit you put in front of him, know that if his attack lands, it's going to fucking die. So when I had to like get like three or four people and I'm like, good thing we're not playing on classic mode. Because I'm like, I'm just throwing you. I'm like, you need to take out health bar one. You need to take out half a health bar too, you, and then you're going to finish it off, and I'm just throwing you to the wolves, man, because I'm like, I got to do what I got to do, because this is fucking hard, but it's mm, super fun. Yeah. What are your, what are your two, like, give me two of your top tier, like, uh, characters, like, characters? I mean, are, do you have any, do you have anybody from the start of the game still in your rotation? Yes, uh, I have. My favorite is the the little gray hair mage boy. I talked about him last week. I turned him into a mage swordsman, and he has a horse now that has a little witch hat. Um, even though it's funny, he can use a sword, but really now I got, since I have a lot of the better magic spells and stuff, he's pretty much just straight magic, but it's nice because he can move really far up the map. Uh, on the horse, his avoidance is really good. So I, he's one of those people like you talked about that just you throw out there as a distraction. And so people will come up, try and swing on him, they miss, and then he just fireballs them to death and stuff. So he'll take out two, three people on the enemy's turn. So I really like him. Um, there is the... I think you probably have heard the blonde chick who's a spellcaster. She uh -huh. has like a little crown. She's also a healer. She mm -hmm. does magic and healing. Mm -hmm. She's really mm -hmm. good. Um, like what she, her class that she evolves, her master class, that's like her specialty one that she evolves into and stuff is really good. Um, and then who else from the real, I think honestly those might be, no, I also have a Foxy Grandpa. 
um the dude the gray dude with the dude he's a beast man he has like 50 health he's the person that runs out there and he'll get hit all day and stuff it's like he'll take a fucking beating and he'll still be at 13 health and then i'm like cool run back and i'll heal you and then now there's like a group of three four people there and then horse boy and anyone can just run up there and just murder this group of four people but he'll sit there and just be a damage tank all day but I think those yeah, are the only they, original people I have because everyone else, I've gotten a mm -hmm. better version of whatever they do. A better version of them has come along, so they've just gotten replaced. What about the uh, the like thief chick, uh, the one with like R on her cheek? Yeah, okay, I do still have. I forget that she's also an original. I do have her. She's one of my all time favorite. Like she's one. She's in the class of people I refuse to get rid of. Like even if <laughs> like a better thief person could have come along couldn't care less i'm like i love you i'm like you like she's my favorite gray hair boy and then um mm -hmm. eventually you get the uh the evil evil princess chick the dragon rider one mm -hmm. the one with the mm -hmm. huge tits and the black thing in her face like you get her she's fucking amazing and i was like she goes super far she does good magic so they're like my top three like my ringers i'm like every round i'm like they're the ones that are just gonna fly out there close it out and also the uh the teal hair chick that has the spear um the flyer she's on the pegasus mm -hmm. night chick or she's chloe, also i think is her name yeah like chloe something like that i turned her into a griffin yeah. rider and she's one of those ones too where i throw her out there her avoidance is so good everyone will try and swing on her and she'll just dodge it and then kill him on the counter attack i'm like yes and now she can heal now that she's a griffin knight and stuff. So the more healers, the better. Because let me tell you what, in some of those later levels, uh, you're taking a beating. And it's like, those people need healed. Otherwise, they are just gone. <laughs> Good to know. Good to know. I will I will get my uh, my, my peeps into the heals, into the all, all heals. But yeah, I mean, that's, that's all I've been this week. Um, but yeah, it's fun. 10 out of 10, guys. Yeah, that's Play. all I've been playing too. So Zach can finally pull his fingers out of his ears because we're done he talking wake about Fire Emblem. Yeah. Uh, what? Uh, great. <laughs> um, super happy you guys. Super happy you guys have that game. It's great. <laughs> exactly. Um, Please no. No, but uh, I I do have to say like I have a weird amount of FOMO with you guys being so excited about Fire Emblem, and I just. To be fair, I've just never played one. You know? Dude, like this one this one it would be just like Mario and Rabbids for you. Like I mean, because yeah. I mean they basically crossed over a lot of the same mechanics into that from from the Mario Rabbids game into Fire Emblem. So it's not grid based anymore. You can just basically run over any square that's blue. You just run your characters up to those those spots. Okay. Um the voice acting is great. Um the <clears throat> the quality of life improvements they made to like weapon durability. So like weapons don't break. Um, you just mm -hmm. upgrade them, um, makes it a lot easier to, um, you know, focus on like learning, you know, what each character is good at and what their forte is. Um, that being said, like the other mechanics in the game kind of just kind of, you just learn by doing. And I mean, it's fun. I mean, it's just a, it's just another tactics game, just like that, just like Mario and Rabbids. Um, the dialogues are great. Like the story is, you know, seems to be going into pretty awesome area right now. So, I mean, I think you'd like it. I think you'd like it a lot. Okay. 
right. Maybe I'll give it a shot one of these days when I'm mm-hmm. not done playing the million other things I have. Um, you know what? I will buy it for you for your birthday. Oh, hey. I'd rather have a Steam credit. But, um, <laughs> He's like, hey, don't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or don't and give me some Steam credit. Uh, here's here's a, here's another idea. Um, don't do that. Uh <laughs> Well, we've we've gone long and I feel bad because part of it was some weird lag issues in the beginning that you probably noticed got better as as this went along. Um, so should we shelve spoiler zone until next week? God, yes, I need to go to bed. Yeah, I feel bad for <laughs> Shannon. Um, well, in that case, uh, Justin, why don't you go ahead and take us in for a landing? You know what, guys? Thank you guys for for sticking with us through another episode of the That Pixel Life podcast. You know, we didn't get to talk about it, but did you watch the new episode of Last of Us? It's been all over my Twitter feed uh, the past couple days, so why don't you head on over to uh, movies movies and TV talk, you know, and let us know, you know, what did you think of the new episode? And, you know, while you're at it, why don't you give your boys a review on Spotify? You know, let us know how we're doing. You know, share the Spotify link with some friends. You know, it gets posted in the podcast news. You know, tweet it to them. Be like, hey, Dick Butt, check this shit out. It's pretty awesome. And, uh, Zach, if, uh, Robbie was here, what do you think Robbie would say? Robbie would say, hey, guys, go be great. And let the players play. If somebody's running out of bounds and he hits, you know, a defender hits a quarterback, let him, let him hit him. No need no 15-yard penalty on that.